0: The email subject line said last chance, we're saying goodbye, and the response that I got? First of all, I'm not Tiffany, and I'm happy to be removed from your mailing list because you send too many out and it's cumbersome to get all of those emails. Ouch. I won't lie and say that my pride didn't get a little hit when I initially opened that one up, but ultimately I just laughed. Why? Because I knew that this email right here that I just read well it was proof that i was doing the right thing that there were people on my email list that definitely did not need to be there that didn't appreciate getting my emails that didn't open them and that didn't even remember that they gave a fake name when signing up for them one year ago I deleted 88% of my email list, and ever since then, I've been sitting on this podcast episode idea because I knew that I wanted to share all about it, but I also wanted to wait until I could tell you what happened next because I wanted you to know what my business looked like afterwards so that you would buy into this whole idea. So here we are today. I'm sharing exactly how many people I deleted off my email list, why I felt the need to do it the mistakes that I made that led to me needing to do it, my exact strategy for deleting those 88%, get your pencils ready, and exactly what has happened in the year since. This episode is a cannot miss if you want to simplify and streamline your business and you know your email list is out of control and not showing you the results like you know that it should be. So let's not waste any more time You're listening to the Chasing Simple Podcast, episode number 53, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. Let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, or whatever your drink of choice is, and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Hey, sweet friend. Sorry to pause the episode, but this will just take a quick second. I know that you're here because you want to simplify your business so that you can find more work-life balance, and I want that for you too, only I know that sometimes when we're already overwhelmed, the idea of simplifying can feel overwhelming in and of itself. First, you've got to decide what exactly it is that you want to simplify, then you've got to learn how to do that, and then you can finally actually implement, but that's a lot, right? Which is why I've created something to help take the first two steps and the pressure off of you. I made a free quiz that will tell you exactly where to start simplifying your business and how to do it. All that's left for you is implementation. Then you'll have more space, time, and mental freedom to keep the simplifying snowball going. Want to take that quiz? I know that you do. Just head to AmandaWarfield.com forward slash quiz to take this fast and free quiz now. Based on your answers, it'll tell you exactly where to start, and I'll send you some help on exactly how to start in that area. So hit pause. Head to amandawarfield.com forward slash quiz and start uncomplicating your life and biz today. One year ago, I went from 700 people on my email list to 83. Yep, I got rid of 88% of my email list. And you're probably thinking, why would you do that, Amanda? That's absolutely crazy. Well, at the time... Was teaching on capsule wardrobes, simple living, more so on the household management side of things. And my target audience was not business owners. I was more so just trying to help the everyday woman. And because frankly, I didn't feel ready to teach about business, I didn't feel in a place where I should be teaching on that. But from very early on in my business, I did feel really called to teach on business and to help businesswomen find that balance and to live simply. But then at the end of, what would that have been? 2019, I guess. Yeah. At the end of 2019, I went to a conference, and I actually got to interact with other business owners for the first time, and it was amazing. I cannot recommend Amber Housley and her programs enough, but I went to a conference that she ran, and I was talking to other women around me and that were sitting at my table, and I realized that what I really was passionate about was time management and using Simple Living and time management in conjunction in order to find that balance. And I realized just how desperately business owners, especially women business owners, needed that time management. And so I decided to pivot. Well, because I had been teaching about different topics and I had been teaching different audiences and I knew I was pivoting, I knew that there were a lot of people that were on my email list that would not want what I was doing going forward. I only wanted people on my list who wanted to be there for a couple reasons. One, I wanted better open rates. I didn't want my open rates to fall. I didn't want to get the ego hit of a ton of unsubscribes constantly as people trickled themselves out. And frankly, I was getting to a place where I was close to having to start to having to upgrade my email system and i was at 700 and at a thousand you had to pay more each month and frankly i realized i have to pay for all of my subscribers why would i pay for someone who does not absolutely want to be there i didn't want to be putting money into someone who isn't interested in what i was teaching because i wasn't going to see a return on that investment but don't get me wrong, I was terrified to do this. I was terrified to clean out my email list. And Russell and I had a lot of long, long walks and long talks. I can remember it being very cold. And for whatever reason, I just think better if I'm walking and talking. I don't know what that is. But I guess I've created neural pathways, which if you haven't listened to last week's episode, episode number 52, you should definitely go check that out. But I, I think better and I, I can work out problems better from walking and talking. So we spent a lot of time walking and talking in January about do I pivot? Do I actually make this move? Because essentially I would be starting all over. Everything that I had spent two years building was pretty much going to be for nothing because I wasn't going to be teaching those same people. I was—I had programs. I had a course, a signature course that I had already spent months and months and months creating that I was going to have to cancel and get rid of. And this passive income that I was starting to generate was going to have to be cut off. And so it was scary. It was very, very scary to decide that I was going to pivot, one, and two, that I was going to massively got down my email list. But as I was building my business, frankly, I made a lot of mistakes. I spent so much time trying to get email subscribers because everything I had seen, everything I'd been taught had said that, you know, social media is borrowed land and that you need an email list because you own it. And I definitely bought into that. I still buy into that. I do think an email list is so important because you are going into their inbox and I've seen the rise and fall of so many different social medias and so I bought into that but I spent so much time just trying to get email subscribers versus trying to build an audience and the difference was that I was focused on vanity metrics. I was focused on that number. I can remember being so excited when I hit 250 subscribers for the first time that Russell bought me a cake that said congrats on 250 and he bought me my favorite flowers and it was so stinging sweet. But now looking back, I'm like, kind of cringy on my part, not on his. His part was super sweet, but just on me for being so excited for having hit that number. Because it was just a vanity metric. I didn't have an engaged audience. When I hit 250 the second time around, my business was drastically different because I wasn't focusing on the number. I was focusing on relationships and nurturing and actually pouring into my audience. And the other mistake that I was making outside of focusing on vanity metrics was that I was just throwing free opt-in after free opt-in out there because I was so focused on those numbers and those vanity metrics, I wasn't focused on bringing in people who would actually be interested in my business and the things that I offered. I put out, I couldn't even tell you how many different freebies I created. And for whatever reason in my mind, I just kept thinking, I just need another freebie. I just need another freebie. And I'll be able to bring in these massive people. And if I bring in more people then..." I'll get to that like 2% will buy. Your stuff's going to convert so much better if you create opt-ins that are directly geared to your specific programs and not just opt-ins that are generally about what you were doing. See, I was creating all kinds of opt-ins that had to do with capsule wardrobes and simple living and things like that. And even time management. I had all of these things that, yes, it was stuff I taught on, but none of them, well, one of them, directly geared itself towards what I was actually selling. And if you're bringing in people that are interested in your topic, but not what you're selling, it's going to be a lot harder to sell to them. Versus if you gear your opt-ins specifically to what you're selling, and then the people opt into what the precursor is, they're going to be more likely to buy. And don't get me wrong, I was bringing in people that were interested in my topic, but not my business, and it needed to be flipped on its head. So here's what I did. I'm going to walk you through my exact strategy for how I cleared up my email list, and I highly recommend that you consider doing this too. First, I sent out an email to everyone, and inside of that email, I said, hey, I am getting ready to pivot, this is what I'm going to be talking about from now on, and I want to to make sure that you want to be here. I put a quiz inside of that email and I said that you had to answer the one question in order to stay on my email list. And I asked, for me personally, I asked what stage of business they were in because I knew that that was who I wanted to be talking to was business owners. And so I wanted to pre-segment them based on where they were in business, and that gave me an idea of who'd already opted into me and what area of business I was going to be talking to them. So I had basically beginner, intermediate, expert, and then I also had an option for I'm not a business owner, but I want to stick around. And those ended up mostly being people like friends and family that wanted to hang around. So yes, that 83 number, I had a lot of friends and family within that. People who definitely weren't going to be buying from me, but that's okay. So I had this one question quiz inside of that email. And I said, you have to click this link. You have to fill out this quiz in order to stay on my email list. Otherwise, I'm going to delete you on this date. So I sent that. And then I waited three or four days. And I sent that email again. And I basically just copy and pasted it and said, hey, just in case you missed this, I wanted to make sure you saw it. I didn't send it to people who had already clicked I segmented them out, but anyone who had not already answered that quiz and told me where they were at in their business and had not said, yes, I want to stay, I sent it to them again. And I just, at the top wrote, hey, just want to make sure you saw this. I'm going to be deleting everyone on this date. I waited three to four more days and I sent one final reminder. And then on that date, that chosen date that I had been saying, I deleted any and everyone who had not clicked because A... They either had opened it and decided they did not want to be on it or B, they hadn't even seen the email, which means they really didn't care. If I had sent three emails within, what, a little over a week and no one, not no one, but the people who didn't even see it didn't open it they didn't really care. It got buried. It was in a junk email. It wasn't, I wasn't someone they were interested in hearing from. And so I knew that they didn't want because they, that they didn't want to be part of it and because they didn't click. So I deleted over 600 people from my email list. I know that that sounds terrifying, but I waited specifically to put this podcast episode out because I wanted to be able to share what changed if anything changed in my business. So I deleted over 600 people. I deleted people who did not want to be there and only kept the people that cared enough to be on my email list that they they clicked this quiz, that they said, this is where I'm at. They took the time to say, yes, I wanna stay. They're the only ones who stayed. One year later, as I record this, I have 338 email subscribers. I did not grow as quickly as I did in the past, but do you know what grew over a thousand percent? From the time I deleted those 6600 plus people, my revenue, I made so much more money by having a smaller email list that was super tailored to what I was offering and what I was doing. My revenue grew exponentially, not just because I deleted those people, but because of the whole mindset shift I had around pivoting and deleting those 600 people. If you have not cleared out your email list recently, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do. And if you feel like you've done an okay job of gathering subscribers, you don't have to do it exactly like I did it. I know that within my email service provider, MailerLite, they will set aside who is a cold subscriber. And once a quarter, I just go in and I delete all the cold subscribers. These are people who haven't opened in... I think it's six months. I don't remember exactly how they say who's a cold subscriber and who's not. But at the bare minimum, if you're not doing that, you need to be deleting cold subscribers because you want better open rates because that tells the different email service providers that your emails should be not spam, right? And you just, you want people on your email list. You want them to see your emails and you want them to care. You don't want to be paying for subscribers that don't care, that aren't even opening your emails, that are sending you to promotions or junk every single time you email them. That's not what you want. So highly recommend that you go clean up your email list. And in fact, that's your action step for this week is to either send out your own cleanup list or go delete cold subscribers. And this week's book recommendation is Girls with Sharp Sticks by Suzanne Young. This is definitely a sci-fi novel, but it's young adult sci-fi. So again, not super heavy like I was talking about with last week's book recommendation. I (laughs) loved this book. It was one that when I asked for book recommendation, someone recommended. And it's so stinking good. It's got a twist and it's got a very feminist, pro-woman message behind it, which I just, it was really nice to read. It was a great, a great read. And the second one is also great. It's a trilogy. The third one hasn't come out yet. As I'm recording this, by the time this airs, it might be out already. But typically in a trilogy, I love the first book, I love the last book, and the middle one is meh. The second one, the sequel to this, is also really, really good. So, Definitely recommend, if you want to check it out, there is a link in the show notes if you just go to amandawarfield.com forward slash 053. And until next time, friend, I hope that you will go out and uncomplicate your life in biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode's show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.